0: Yes, I'm Lieutenant Exley. I'm sorry to have to ask you this. I need to know what time they left you. Get her to the hospital. I realize this is difficult. Give your career a rest. Leave her alone. A naked guy with a gun. You expect anyone to believe that? Get the fuck away from me. How's it going to look in your report? It'll look like justice. That's what the man got. Justice. You don't know the meaning of the word. You ignorant bastard. Yeah? Well, you think it means getting your picture in the paper? Why don't you go after criminals for a change instead of cops? Stenzlin got what he deserved, and so will you. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. back e-society podcast 12 random days of christmas tonight i'm coming at you with the 1997 crime drama so i guess I, I, I would call it a crime drama anyway this is uh la confidential they were three cops who had nothing in common. Freeze! Big V, what are you doing here? Hey, you know me, I'm keeping the streets safe, boys. One would do anything to get ahead. You're truly prepared to be despised within a department? Yes, sir, I am. One had his own brand of justice. How's it gonna look in your report? It'll look like justice. That's what the man got. And one loved the spotlight. What exactly do you do on the show, Jack? I teach Brett Chase how to walk and talk like a cop. <laughs> The Night Owl Massacre. This is a heinous crime that requires swift resolution. Six victims. One of them, one of our own. Interrogations will be led by Lieutenant Edmund Exley. I need some backup. Come on. All right, Collins, boy, I'll help. Now, all of them are faced with solving one case. do move! I want confessions, Edmund. Oh, I'll break them, sir. These people are all in the morgue. And someone has to pay for it. There's something wrong with the Night Owl. I just can't prove it. They thought they had it all figured out. Anything bothering you about the Night Owl case? The fact that you guys won't let it get filed away. I didn't kill nobody! But what started as a murder. You talk only to me on this one. Became a mystery that could cost them everything. And why was Susan Lefferts at the Night Owl? I don't know. I never heard of the Night Owl till today. How about some payback, big time? We need evidence. <sighs> I'll get the evidence. It was an information exchange. You have any proof? The proof had his throat slit. What do you want, actually? I just want to solve this thing. Even if it means paying the consequences? Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, Guy Pearce, James Cromwell, Kim Basinger, Danny DeVito. L.A. Confidential. Three policemen, each with his own motives and obsessions, tackle the corruption surrounding an unsolved murder at the downtown Los Angeles coffee shop. In the early 1950s, Detective Lieutenant Exley, the son of a murdered detective, is out to avenge his father's killing. Was he? Okay. (laughs) The ex-partner of Officer White, uh, implicated in a scandal rooted out by Exley, was one of the victims, Sergeant Vincent feeds classified information to tabloid Magnet. Okay, that was Google (sighs) IMDB. Ooh, excuse me. As, as corruption grows in 1950s Los Angeles, three policemen, one straight-laced, one brutal, and one sleazy, investigate a series of murders with their own band or own brand of justice. This is directed by Curtis Hansen, written by Curtis Hanson, James Elroy, and Brian Hel- Helgeland. I think that's his name. And this stars... I think he won Academy Award, Academy Award Kevin Spacey. I think uh, yeah, when you hear that name, he he's a creep. He t- did some shit. I'm not going to go into it, look it up. Anyway, uh Russell Crowe, Guy Pierce, Academy Award winner. I believe she won for this film. Uh Kim Basinger, uh James Cromwell, the great Danny DeVito, David Straven, Straven Ran, I think that's his name. Hey, Ron Rifkin and Matt McCoy, a hey, Paul Gulafoy, I think that's his name, um, Graham Beckel, uh, and a few other people. Well, there's a bunch of people in this film, but LA Confidential. I saw this in the theater, it was, oh, excuse me, um. I think when it was nominated for Academy Award for Best Picture, I was pretty much the only reason I went and seen it. At this point, I didn't even know who Guy Pierce was. I knew who Kevin Spacey was. I knew who Russell Crowe was. Um, I want to say this is the second movie, second or third movie i seen Russell Crowe in. Um, what was it romper stomper, and then... That one with Denzel, I think. I think it came out before this one. I, I can't remember. But he was still pretty much new to my radar. I think Romper Stomper was the first film I've seen him in. If you guys have seen that one. Um, if, you, if you haven't, it's streaming on um, YouTube. So, definitely check it out. Alright. This is... It says Neo Neonor... Crime film? I think that's how you say it. Um... In 1953, Los Angeles, LAPD Sergeant Edmund Exley is determined to live up to the reputation of his father. Framed Detective Preston Exley, who was killed by an unknown assailant whom Exley secretly nicknamed Rolo Tomasi. His archetype for a criminal escaping justice, he volunteers to testify against corrupt officers involved in the bloody Christmas case is exchanged for promotion to Detective Lieutenant against the advice of Precinct Captain Dudley Smith. Alrighty. Why am I doing this one? The beginning takes place right around Christmas. I'd Be it Christmas Eve or whatever, and then it rolls into Christmas, and then it rolls into days after Christmas. All before New Year's, I believe. But this film... I don't really want to do a super duper deep dive into it because I would love to do this with somebody because there's so much going on in this movie. Um, But it's amazing. If you guys have not seen this film, I highly, highly recommend this movie. I remember I didn't even want to see it, but since it was nominated for best picture, I went, okay, let me, let me see. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't, I don't think I seen any trailers. Was this before? Uh, I don't think I don't even think I had internet yet. Um, So. Oh, man. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) That was a rough day. Uh, So I just went, okay. nominated for Best Picture. I want to say this was the first year that I decided to watch uh, my wife and I to watch every movie that was nominated for Best Picture that year. I don't remember what one. I don't think this one. That I can remember, but anyway, um, let me see. It was nominated for nine Academy Awards, including Best Picture, winning two Best Supporting Actress, Kim Basinger, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Oh, this is the Titanic one, and like just cleaned house that night. <laughs> Titanic, did it need to be three hours? No, I mean, don't get out of I don't think I, I have it on. DVD I think but I didn't eh, I haven't seen it in a long time I th- I just want to see the movie because of the ending is how I wanted to see uh, what James Cameron did which was amazing amazing special effects but yeah that was the year Titanic 1 but this movie there's just um, you got your straight laced cops that want to do the job like Exley uh, then you got police corruption, you got uh, crime uh, bosses going on. There's drug dealing in this film, and tons of murder and a lot of cover up. Basically, what this movie was, um, was there was a I think it was Mickey Cohen, I believe he was the um the gangster that was kind of running L.A., but he was imprisoned for uh, tax evasion. So. When Since he went to prison, his lieutenants all started getting bumped off. And one of them, that one of the guys that got bumped off had like, I don't know, like a suitcase full of heroin. I don't know how many pounds it was. But that ended up disappearing. So there was just some cover up on what was going on. Uh, there was a murder at a cafe and they were blaming it on... Uh, some black guys and then there was um, uh, kidnapping and rape of a woman uh, prostitution uh, ring that was going on. There was a really high up guy uh, in it. He was uh, he was the pro he was um, the the pimp, I guess if you want to call that. He was the one that was uh, David. Stratham, I think that's his name. Uh, he played Pierce Morehouse. He was the one that was running the uh, prostitution ring. He was basically getting women to get plastic surgery so they can look like uh, big actors of the 1950s and then people would pay to uh, sleep with these women. Uh, Kim Basinger, she was one of the uh, the prostitutes, hookers, call girls, whatever you want to call them. She was one. She just looked like herself. Uh, there was they weren't sure on who. So one of them was trying to like, well, who are you supposed to be? And she goes, well, I'm I'm just me. And uh, I, I I used to be a brunette, and she just dyed her hair as blonde. So that's what she was she was doing. But Russell Crowe, his character, uh, Wendell Bud White, he was basically an enforcer for James Cromwell's character, um, Dudley Liam Smith. And he and Kevin Spacey, Jack Van he was um, he was a detective, but he was also he was um, not an informant. Um, there was a TV show called Badge of Honor and they were dealing with this, some cop show. And he was Kevin Spacey was supposed to go over there and help them um, with it, trying to bank it. Uh, as correct as possible, dealing with police uh, procedures and everything. So that was his thing. But, I mean, he got called to do that and he got called into it. Danny DeVito, he was Sid Hudgens. He was running this little tabloid uh, paper called Hush Hush. Uh, He did a lot of writing and he was, he was the one that was, in the beginning of the film, he was the one that was kind of breaking down what was going on mickey cohen going to jail and then he started talking about all his guys that were getting bumped off all his lieutenants so all that was happening then there was a a um an investigation going on at this massacre at the night owl uh cafe i believe it was called a little coffee shop uh these guys went in there; they heard there was something going on there um uh, who was it? Um, Exley, uh, Guy Pierce. he, he's he, first one on the scene. He goes in there and finds, uh, basically an empty coffee shop, but there's looked like there was some kind of struggle. Uh, there was blood here and there. And then he saw a blood trail. and He went into the back bathroom and he found all, uh, a few of the patrons, patrons and, um, the, the cooking staff as well as some other people that were in there so they just kind of figured it was some kind of massacre they got tips that it was these black guys that went in there and did it so back in this time there was a lot of racial tension going on so what they were doing is that they oh um before all that happened there was something else that went on at the at the police station there was some deaths of some cops that they blamed on some mexican guys and uh the, the cops, it was, it, was, it was their Christmas party And they were all lit up and drunk and everything And they brought in the Mexican guys That were accused of murdering these cops So they all went downstairs To uh, form their own style of rough justice There was also some photographers there Doing a story on something else But they went back in Ended up taking pictures and catching everything Because Russell Crowe's character Was beating up some Mexican guys And uh, his partner was also uh, fighting the, the Mexican dude, so they all got this. So they had this big, huge uh, investigation. Uh, Exley, I believe he was the watch commander that night. He was still uh, a regular, um, a police officer, and he went. He kind of witnessed everything, and basically, he just went in and told uh, all the higher ups that look. This is what happened um Jax Van Zandt he was also there uh Kevin Spacey's character so they kind of told him "Look, look um he was there he saw it all as well and um the 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 higher-ups were like do you really want to do this because if you do all everyone's going to be out for you no one's going to trust you but then he was like I'm doing my job I want I want justice Um, the the police can't be doing this so he basically went in and told them uh, all right but they were like well well what do you want (laughs) basically he told him he was look i want to be uh, a detective lieutenant because he was up for a lieutenant spot but he wanted something else because he wanted to be a detective so he was like they were like okay well we we can't play hardball with you and he had all this proof of everything that went on, especially with the photographers and everybody that took pictures of this, everything of that whole thing. So he got promoted to detective lieutenant. Uh, A few of the officers got um, let go and and everything. And then that was, uh, that was the kind of the beginning of uh, Lieutenant Exley's, or yeah, Lieutenant, detective Lieutenant uh, um, Exley, his kind of rise in, in power. Everyone still hated him because he went in there and and ratted out some cops. And I guess you're not supposed to do that. So, but then, okay, going back to the, to the night owl, he was the one that went in there and found everybody. So he was basically saying it was his case, but, um, uh, Cromwell, Captain Dudley Smith, he was like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to take this case. And actually was like, but I was the first one here. And he goes, well, no, you know what? You can help me. So they kind of all right. That's is when they said there were some black guys uh, that did this, and this is the kind of car they drove. And let's go get them. So they all kind of basically panned out all over L.A. They found uh, where the black guys were. They went into their house, um, and they uh, they arrested them all. They they captured them because before before um, who was it? It was Exley and. Kevin Spacey, uh, Jack, um, Van Zantz, they went, they got there too. But when they got to the house where those black guys were, because they found the car, um, and they they went to the back, uh, they saw the car in the back that that they were the they were the describing. Because someone said that they saw a uh, I don't know some kind of a maroon car or something across the street from the night owl, uh, the night that uh, everything happened. So they just that's how they said it was the black guy so they went in there they charged in there well first they when they went to the back to to check they found out the only way into their apartment was through the back and that's when they saw the car but when they went to the car there was two extra there was two cops already there and they were like what are you guys doing here and he goes well we we, are, we we got here first um this is their car we're gonna go in there and get them uh they look uh the actually looks in the back and he goes look man we found their guns uh, there were shotguns and everything and there was uh little um shells in the back seat just sitting on the back seat and Exley kind of like went uh, okay well I'm the higher ranked detective so I'm going to go in first so they go in they arrest all the black guys they're all down at the station and they're sweating them down Exley's in there talking to them trying to just get trying to get them to confess that they killed these people in the night owl but when he starts throwing questions at him they're kind of like what are you talking about um so he was really kind of just just throwing a lot of words at him and they were like other than they were scared the black guys were scared um kind of said, yeah one of your guys is out um he goes "Look, well, well, you guys are gonna go to jail and you know what they you know what they do the guys in jail and this and that and then he was like who which one of you guys is uh he called him a sissy and then he's like, Well that ain't me, man. That's uh, so and so And then in the next room. So he goes in there and goes, Okay, so you're 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 a sissy and all this. And this guy, the guy they they said was sissy meant he was gay. They were like, he was crying. He was like, I, I didn't do it, I didn't he was like, What? And he goes, You didn't didn't know all the people in, in the restaurant were dead? And he was he was kind of like he yeah, had this what are you talking about? Look. And he goes, Look, I know she's still alive. And he goes, and they were like, who who's still alive? And he goes, She was alive when we left. And they were like, He's like, who? So they were just kind of unsure on what was going on. Or the Exley was like, Something's ha- something happening here. These guys aren't kind of going with it with what we're trying to do. Basically getting them to admit that they killed all those people in the Night Owl Cafe. So they were he was confessing to something else. Oh, and um, Russell Crowe's character, Bud White, he his backstory was his his dad was really abusive to his mom and basically killed his mom in front of him. So he always had uh, something against uh, guys that beat women. So he was also at there there was like that two way or one way mirror or whatever so when they were all when he was watching and that guy was saying yeah I think she's still alive and this he was Bud was getting mad and just "Ah." and then he charged in there and got his gun emptied it except for one bullet shoved it in this guy's mouth and he goes where's the girl where is she and he just started pulling the trigger and he was like ah so he could basically oh she's at whatever 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 the address so everyone just left those guys there and they all went to this house because they said it's at a house on the corner and she's upstairs so they get there um, pretty much the the captain everybody shows up um, excuse me um but uh uh what the hell's his name Cromwell's his character's name Dudley's captain the captain Dudley Smith He shows up with Bud White and he goes look okay you go in there first and uh scout out what's going on So Bud goes in Exley's about to go in and then he goes, the captain's like, hey, nobody go in until Bud says it's all clear. So Bud goes in there. He goes up into the, into the house. He goes through the back door. He opens, he goes in, he's looking around. He finds a girl, uh, naked tied up to a bed and he's like looking at, he's the, there's a TV blasting in the other room. So he hears that. And then he goes over to her. He's looking at her and she kind of like gives him like, she had a, a gag over her mouth. But she was moving her eyes like oh, he's over in that room. So he go, he walks over into another room. Uh, there's a black gentleman sitting there watching uh, cartoons or whatever, eating cereal. Uh, Bud walks in, looks at him, kind of gives him the hey, and that black guy looks and <clears throat> he pumps in uh, one into his chest and just kills him. So he walks over to the black guy. He pulls out uh, a little throwaway gun and then <clears throat> he fires off a round and then puts it uh by the black i think he put it no he i think he either put it i think he put it in his hand and then he all the other police come in exley is still like uh, okay this isn't this doesn't look right but they're saying hey man we got the guys and everything but while they were doing that they got a call on the radio that the guy the black guys that were at the police station got away they escaped so they were kind of like, oh man, what, what do we do, and they got one of the, they had, they had um, talked to one dude, and uh, it was that they found another guy, when, when they, before they kind of caught all the all the black guys, they were talking to him, and they were like, yeah man, those guys are all on drugs, they're all on reds, or whatever that is, I assume someone got a pill, and they go, well, where did they get that, and they told them the address, so. They all charged over there. Uh, Exley and I think Van Zantz went in there. And they just kicked in the door. The guys that escaped were all in there. Everybody had guns. So they all just started pulling out their guns. And they just They just started uh, blasting and, and killing everyone. I mean, those guys fired first. So Exley and Van Zantz just started to just start killing all those guys. One of the dudes got away, or ran down the hall. Van Zant ran at him uh, after him. Uh, the gentleman, the black gentleman, ran into an elevator, and actually had a shotgun. Uh, guy Pierce, he ran in before the, the door was closing. He just stuck the barrel into the elevator door, <tossed> fired, and killed that guy. So they were like, "Okay, we got all the killers of the Night Owl." Uh, cafe justice is done we rescued this lady uh, that was being uh, kidnapped and raped but then it was all still kind of like this this doesn't seem right Exley, it wasn't sitting right with Exley so he was kind of like hmm so he was kind of like still trying to figure out something something's going on here that he doesn't he's not really sure uh, what's happening and how to deal with it? So, because they basically say, Oh, case is closed, justice was done, we're all good, move on. But he was still, hmm, he, he, there was something else going on that uh, he he kind of was figuring there's a cover up to something, but he didn't know what. So, the rest of the movie was him trying to figure out. What was going on. As well as Jack Van Zandt's, He was helping him. Kevin Spacey's character. Uh, Bud he was still the enforcer. And he was more on uh, Captain Dudley's side. But. Then there was. Um, Kim Basinger's character. She kind of comes into it. And she's uh, one of the, the high price hookers. And she kind of falls into. Um, the Bud falls in love with her. And he starts seeing her. And everything, and they're just trying to pull her into this on, on what's, what's going on. But uh, again, I don't want to dive through, the whole thing. But that was kind of the beginning of the film, on what got it going. Again, it was Christmas in the beginning of the movie, and then it rolled into, days after Christmas. But because there was a scene where uh, Bud was, they were kind of staking out some guy's house and he was looking in the window and he was seeing uh, a guy uh, a husband beating on his wife and he just flipped out he ran over there and he uh there was the christmas decorations there was santa and his sleigh on the roof he just started pulling that down uh that guy came out from beating his wife hey what the fuck's going on and bud just started beating the shit out of him and told him like look if you touch her again i'm gonna come back and kill you and then um, you're gonna get sent up to prison and, and all this. And he goes, if you if you go to prison, I'm gonna tell them that that you're on a um like a a child rape uh case or a rape charge, and you know what they do to child rapists in prison? Or a Q is what he said, Quints for San Quentin. And then so that's why he was kind of like, before when he got charged, when they found out that that one lady was kidnapped, so he was really just uh, he he didn't like that stuff. So, but. Uh, again, there's more to this, to this story and more to the, the corruption of what's going on, uh, in LA <laughs> at this time in this movie, uh, is there police corruption? Uh, I don't know. I'm not a cop, but anyway, <laughs> but this movie is awesome. Uh, again, I, there's, there's so much more to go into. We'll be here all night and I don't want to run through it all by myself uh if as far as streaming i i have the youtube premium so it was on there plus i have it on blu-ray but i didn't i didn't want to dig for it <laughs> so but if you guys want to check this movie out it is awesome it was one of those ones like i said i didn't even oh it's uh it says here it's on netflix and plex as well as um youtube premium so but this movie is amazing. Danny DeVito's character, he's pretty awesome in it. He pops in uh, a lot cuz he does his his little his little hush-hush thing and what's going on. Uh, Kevin Spacey gets pulled into a uh, another type of um uh corruption, not it's c- kind of dealing with some uh with some, I think it was one of the district attorneys. Um let me see where was it that part. Um okay Sergeant Jack Van Zandt is a narcotic de- narcotics narcotics uh, detective who moonlights as a technical advisor for a badge of honor a TV police drama series Sid Hudgens publisher of the hush hush that's uh, Danny DeVito tabloid magazine tips Van Zandt's on celebrity criminal activities so that he can make high profile arrests for Sid's publication that's what uh uh, Van Zance and um, Sid uh, were doing uh, Kevin Spacey and, and Danny DeVito and that was what they they were trying to do like that but then um, Van Zantz and uh, he kind of fell into um, something else uh, it says Hudgens was involved in Van Zantz and setting up a homosexual trust between struggling actor Matt Reynolds and the district attorney so yeah that got pulled into this as well I mean, it all it all ends up tying up together with what's going on with the, with the police corruption. But when that was going on, um, Van Zant was he was like he kind of he was he was also one of the guys that was beating up. Uh, Kevin Spacey was also one of the guys that beating up the Mexican guys in the beginning that the case they called Bloody Christmas. So he was kind of in trouble for that because they did get pictures and they had witnesses of him punching somebody. So he was trying to fix his reputation. Like I didn't want to be uh, a corrupt, dirty cop. So let me try to solve this because they were trying to. Um, the district attorney they knew he was dirty, so Van Zant was kind of going after him. They kind of set up something with this guy named Matt Reynolds. Just go over there. Uh, it's like an acting job. Just talk to him. If if something happens, then uh, yeah, we'll let him know. So when they were when they tried to set that up or um, uh, Van Zandt, he was kind of starting to feel bad Like, why did I send this kid in there to do that? Uh, this is wrong So he rushed down to the hotel Where Matt Reynolds, uh, the, the little actor guy Was supposed to hook up with the district attorney uh, In some little seedy motel And when he goes there, he goes into the room And he finds that uh, that guy, the actor guy Laying on the floor with his throat cut So he's dead so he's like, oh, man. So he's trying to correct what he did, other than sending that kid down there. They knew the district attorney was something was doing dirt. So how Exley and Van Zance kind of hooked up. They basically said, look, man, um, Exley was like, I'm on my own here. Nobody trusts me. All these cops hate me because I ratted everyone out earlier. But uh, Van Zandt was like, you, look, man, you did what you had to do. And I know you're not a dirty cop um if you help me with my case uh i will help you with your case so they kind of teamed up and then all hell broke loose uh, the rest of the movie so but this movie again it is awesome um i yeah like i said i really want someone to sit here with me and and break it all down but this movie if you like these type of uh, police detective film especially I love the setting in 1953 in Los Angeles Oh, man, it is an awesome set uh, on what they were doing here I love all the these are the days where the, the cops and the det- detectives were all running around in nice suits and hats and everything driving around those old-school cars and all that but um, It was it was a perfect uh, film. It was a perfect film. I loved the, the cinematography um, the score was awesome. It just was just a little gangster type of film. But again, there's police corruption going on all in this and everything. So but yes, this movie is awesome. Definitely check out LA Confidential. It's on Netflix. So I won't if you haven't even seen this film and I'm selling it to you, um watch the rest of it because it it, there's more to this film that, that goes on. But this uh the budget was 35 million and it boxed office a hundred and twenty six point two million dollars. So this, this was basically uh, an awesome. Uh, I want to call it a blockbuster, I guess, but uh, it was an awesome film, and I could see why it was nominated for best picture. This is the film that I wanted to win because I was oh man, I was on the edge of my seat watching this film but anyway that is it this episode everyone again uh netflix if you got it or if you have youtube premium it's streaming on there so have at it and that will be it let me let me make sure sometimes imdb sends me uh the wrong way okay it is still on um netflix so Definitely check out L.A. Confidential if you have Netflix or YouTube Premium or Plex if you can sit through the the ads. I only go to those or Tubi or whatever the other one is if I absolutely have to (laughs) to watch a movie. But anyway, L.A. Confidential, awesome film. Definitely check it out. All right, that's it. This episode, come back for more. We still got a few more episodes for you. And yeah, that's it. So until next time, everyone, be safe out there and party on.